0: This is a Research in Practice podcast, supporting evidence-informed practice with children and families, young people and adults.
1: Welcome to this Research in Practice podcast. My name's Hannah Scott. I'm a Research and Development Officer and I'm also a registered social worker. I'm really pleased to introduce Catherine today from Social Work England. I'll let Catherine just do a quick introduction of yourself.
0: Ah, Yes, thanks Hannah. It's really nice to join you today. Um, I'm Catherine Witt and I am a regional engagement lead. I cover the northeast of England and the West Midlands, uh, but I do quite a lot of national work as well. Um, So yeah, it's really nice uh, to join you and I too am a registered social worker.
1: Great, thank you. So last year we did a podcast with Social Work England and your wonderful colleague Amina that was really helpful as an introduction to you as Social Work England and what that meant really for social workers, because it was such a a big shift in particularly in CPD, but us having our own regulator. So we wanted to follow on from that podcast, which is still available if anyone is interested in having a listen to the sort of the background information. Um, But I suppose we're really interested to hear how that first year has gone in terms of your first year as a regulator, particularly that re-registration process and what the expectations are and if there's anything different about as we enter this CPD year, which I know that the registration has just opened recently, hasn't it? So Social Working then took over the regulation from the HCPC in December 2019. And as we mentioned, the most significant change, I think, for social workers um, on the sort of more visible front was about that change to having to submit annual CPD Um, in order to maintain the registration instead of the former method of uh, being picked at random. And most social workers, I think you will admit to not being necessarily prepared for that. So that was a really huge shift for social workers. So how have you found that first re-registration process as the regulator in that first year for you?
0: Yes, there has been a a big change in terms of what's expected of social workers. as the new regulator. Social Work England took over from the HCPC in December 2019, so we we're about 18 months old uh, and we seem to have almost uh, lost a year really uh, through the pandemic, but it was a, a big shift in expectations about what we we're expecting social workers uh, to provide in terms of uh, their CPD. When I I was regulated by the HCPC, I don't think I had any discipline at all in in terms of keeping my CPD. But with Social Work England, there's an expectation that every social worker records in exactly the same way. So whether you're Isabel Trawler or you're um, a director of children's services or an NQSW, expectations are exactly the same. So it was a big ask of the sector uh, and a real shift in terms of thinking uh, and that's what we're really after uh, and and what we want to see is about behaviour change rather than it just being a tick box and, uh, and a process thing. What we want to do is to make CPD central to the profession and about improving practice and raising standards and by and large Social workers absolutely rose uh, to, to, to the to the uh, the task. There was a little bit of a blip at the beginning, and there was people feeling a little bit anxious, uh, people who were maybe not too familiar with um, online recording, uh, and, and an understandable feeling of well, what what is it we're, we're asking you to do? What does good look like, and um, what is quality? And really that it was a journey of exploration really we we were asking you in the sector to provide with, to us what you felt good CPD was and the key piece of information that we wanted was the impact it had on your practice so that is the purpose of CPD and um That is absolutely what we wanted to to, to see. And we were absolutely humbled and excited about some of the CPD that was produced. Uh, And in the amount of dedication that people put into it was really quite overwhelming. Uh, I think we had, on average, uh, every social worker... um, produced well obviously at least one piece but the average submission was 2.6 pieces so most social workers produced more than one piece of CPD. We saw um, throughout the year definitely uh, differences in terms of um, when people were submitting, uh, all the very organised people were submitting um, throughout the year. And of course, as you'd expect, there was a big rush um, in November where people had left it to the last minute, um, had uh, had a rush on and, and submitted it because it is a requirement uh, for your renewal uh, and, and part of the, the requirements of being a registered social worker. There were a few, as I say, we'd be lying if there wasn't, we didn't say there was a few bumps in the road. Uh, we had a few issues with our IT uh, and we had, um, you know, as I say, it took us a little bit of time to get some good examples um, on, the, on our website. But as I said before, the social workers were were amazing. And 90, I think it was when I looked this morning, uh, just to check on the figures from last year, 95% um, of all social workers submitted um, their CPD on time and um, and were able to renew their registration um, successfully. Those 5% that didn't, um, there was a bit of a mixture really. Uh, We expected that some People wouldn't um, wouldn't renew the registration, and those are people who who are retired or or genuinely just didn't want to stay on the register. Uh, And also, we had some people who technically didn't press a button which was the submit button so there was there was quite a few people that came off the register uh, but we very quickly put them on the temporary register because it was it was a process issue so that five percent was probably a bit high in terms of of of, of people uh, who, who really um, chose not to renew and of course we saw the highest percentage of not renewing in the 60 plus age group uh, so yes that would tie into to to people who 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 were
1: retiring from the profession great thank you that's really good to hear and um yeah, so it's, you know, quite a high number then that have managed to to go through that process. And really interesting to hear that even though uh, the advice has been about the minimum of one piece, although I know you recommend trying to upload CPD, you know, yeah. CPD four times a year, so every three months on average, um, it's really nice to hear that social workers have been, have been doing that as well. So what feedback did you get from social workers then about that new process? Because as we spoke about, it has been a really big change and I know that was quite a lot of conversation last year about the impact of the pandemic on social work mm. and I know we spoke in the podcast last year about that it was really nice I think to be recognized as a key worker as social workers obviously there's been huge strains on the sector and I know there were some conversations about um, you know will we have time as social workers to do CPD whereas I, everyone will have been doing CPD as part of their adaptation to covid and working from home won't they and um, so hopefully that that first year will have will have supported that but what sort of feedback have you had then from social workers now they've gone through that first year of the process Yeah, uh, really interesting feedback uh we've we
0: we conducted some external research so we commissioned um an external body uh, to um to talk to social workers um individually also the um circulated questionnaires and we had focus groups so we got some really great feedback from them we also undertook an internal review so there's 28 social workers employed in Social Work England. So we asked all of those social workers to look at some anonymised pieces of CPD and to come at it from a professional point of view, to look at sort of the quality and the content of the CPD. So we we undertook that piece of work. And the third piece of work that we did was we asked the validators uh, to provide an assessment of what they had found. So I'll deal with the, the validator's first as you may know um every year we select two and a half percent of all cpd that social workers have submitted and that is looked at by a Group of 10 validators. We're going to change that process next year or this year actually uh, to call it a review process rather than a validation process. So they look at that and, and they assessed whether the CPD met the standard, um, and that standard was measured against its relevance to your role and its impact on your practice. So those were the two criteria that, that the validators looked at. And, Offhand, I think there was only about 260 pieces of evidence that that failed to meet those standards. The vast majority of the submissions met the criteria of it being relevant and it having impact on practice. They then... Looked at some examples that they felt were were good and representative, and those examples are now on our website. So there's six examples that have come from that review process. I've got the um, the the figures here. Um, 96% um, of social workers assessed were given an accepted outcome so that meant it met our our standards and 4% uh, of social workers assessed were given advice and those social workers will be included in the validation review process this year. In their sort of assessment of that they they made a few little comments and and we we sort of got them here One of the validators said, my admiration for social workers has only grown during this process. Uh, Another was it wasn't tokenistic at all. Social workers were very much reflecting on what was going on around them and their service users. And uh, a third comment was social workers are very in touch with the real world, COVID-19 and black lives mattered form part of the reflections. So that was really lovely um, to hear. And I have to say I, I, that was mirrored in the internal research uh, which the social workers in Social Work England conducted. We looked at uh, 400 uh, samples of CPD uh, and we found generally there was I think almost t- too much written. Social workers were, were submitting huge amounts of detail of CPD and really in many, many uh, times sort of less is more. So to really drill down and and and, and um, get to the, the, the point of impact of practice, you know, that is the crucial point. So don't feel that we are seeking lots and lots of detail and narrative. There was a lot of description and not as much reflection perhaps as, as we would have of liked to have seen. So when you're doing your CPD this year, think about that, you know, that the, the key elements of, of what we're looking at is impact on practice, because that's what we will be able to share with the sector. We'll be able to support the profession if we know what, what actually makes a difference uh, and, and share that, uh, as I say, um, with, right across the, the whole of the social work pr- profession. We also find that attachments didn't necessarily add much value. A M- lot of people just added their uh, attendance or a, a certificate of attendance or a PowerPoint presentation. And to be quite honest th- we, we didn't really look at those because they didn't add value to the impact on your practice and that reflective understanding. Don't spend time on, on adding attachments if, if it doesn't add value to what you've written. There's obviously research and practice, and I know there's a section which takes you through CPD uh, and that you can add that as an attachment. That's a different matter because that then is, is actually um, going into the detail of impact on practice and relevance. Uh, so those attachments are useful, but not um, not just an attendance certificate, um,
1: not, not that helpful. Yeah, I think that's really important to say thank you, because I know that's something that was really sort of, in, you know, talked about a lot last year as well. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've got the um, my CPD function on our website, yes. which is great. And you can pull all those resources over and, and keep that log of what you've used. And it does give you the option to put the comments and reflections in. And we're really trying to promote that workers need to do that because yeah. it's great you can produce this list of all the training and resources that you've used through research and practice. But again, it's got to be about, well, what did you do? And actually, I've just been um, updating my own CPD and I still do some independent social work. And I I supported in some training that was developed by one of my colleagues I was just in the virtual room to support with and actually it was so helpful for me as a social worker and with an independent assessment that I by chance happened to uh, pick up, which was working with a Muslim family. And this session was all about working with Muslim children and how to understand their cultural needs, but also looking at differences. And it meant that when I was able to step into that visit, you know, the, again, the virtual visit and with the first few times we spoke, they when the, the person I was assessing was talking about these cultural matters, I felt in such a nicer position to be able to to understand what she was talking about and ask the right questions to work out what those unique cultural aspects meant for them as a family, because we all we all do family differently, even if we are off on those same sort of broader cultural labels. And that was such a helpful experience for me. And when I was then writing that up, I thought this was a really good opportunity I need to make sure I've got this in my CPD because that was training, which I know isn't just the only way that you can, um, you know, record your CPD, but both the process of that training, those reflections, and then thinking about how I could take that into practice, I would really like to think made a a much better outcome for the, the family that I was working with, including a better outcome for the local authority that I do those assessments for because I was being more informed and, and looking at some, Some areas of practice as well that I maybe wouldn't have been aware of and the questions to ask as well so um, that's what I've actually been doing today of making sure that I've put in that reflection of what difference would that training have made to the to the family and in the conversations I was having not just here you go I've pulled it over to say that I was at this event that's a beautiful example, <laughs> absolutely perfect and, and describes exactly the
0: purpose of CPD and it being something that is um is, is about improving you as a professional and improving standards and raising uh, confidence of the profession with the public. Uh, so, yeah, and, and not a tick box process, because what would be the point? You know, why would we be interested in, in that? And just while you spoke, there was a, a real feeling of, we need to celebrate that you know we're really good at it as practitioners we, we are the profession is good at, at developing and reflecting and always analyzing and questioning ourselves about what we can do better so we absolutely have to embrace that celebrate it and use it and share it and share it across those practitioners that maybe aren't as as um, in in such a situation where they have the same opportunities so um absolutely it was a really really great
1: example and I think it's a really good point. that, And again, I know it was something we spoke about last year of CPD is important to be able to maintain our reputation as social workers mm. and to, to give us the credit of what a skilled role and job it is. And I know that we spoke a little bit, I think, about just because you are a more experienced worker, it doesn't necessarily equate to having a really up to date, good knowledge base of theories and research and that actually some workers that may be sort of fresher out of university and have had a bit more time in those up-to-date lectures may actually be a lot more up-to-date with the research. And I think an example of that is the the new recent research into the toxic trio, which when I was a student social worker was really talked about, you know, and was even referred to in assessments. And me. Quite quite a (laughs) a common thing. And when I then realised that this research is... Not no long not just not used anymore but really you know quite heavily critiqued and the reasons for that and I know there's some excellent um you know research on that and really good reasons and rationale about why but without understanding that you know if, if it made me think you know if I'd have used that in a court report how that could have undermined my practice and my professionalism and also it, you know how that would feel to a family that we're working with and we would expect that of any other profession that we work with so i think you're right it's a really good opportunity for social workers to show that we are we have pride in the profession isn't it absolutely and and, and yes and, and should enjoy doing it and and feel
0: and feel privileged to, to be in that professional role to to be able to to demonstrate that notwithstanding and i can hear people sort of you know or see the role in their eyes we get a lot of feedback about having time to do CPD. So I'm absolutely not saying, you know, everybody's sitting with lots of time and, and opportunities and space to do this. Caseloads are, are through the roof. Uh, care proceedings are the highest they've ever been. Uh, we know that working in the pandemic has put so much pressure on, on people. And um, having that support from, from your colleagues and from your line manager has is, is been more challenging to access. So CPD, on top of that, you know, could have been the, the straw that broke the camel's back. But we felt so strongly in social working that, that it was so central to the profession, we had to hang on to that. And, and thank goodness we did. We now have got the be, one of the best observatories of practice of social work that has ever existed. You know, it's, it's, it's an absolute treasure trove in there. And we we know next year it will be even better so we're building on that and we're exploring that and interrogating it and using it to lever uh, changes at a at a sort of government level really in terms of employers responsibilities to um Opportunities for CPD to ensure that people have got time to do CPD and that the quality of the CPD is, is adequate. Uh, that, that there is a high expectation from social workers to get good, good quality opportunities. So we can do that with the local government association who write the standards for employers for uh, social workers but if we haven't got the evidence and we haven't got that feedback uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to have the same legitimacy in the argument uh, about uh, provision and equity one of the things that we did find through the, the through the internal review and through the YouGov research was that people really believe that CPD equal training. And we want to move away from that as much as we can. Whilst training is is good and you can go on a course and you can get your certificate, that's great. But we're trying to open our thinking in terms of what what constitutes CPD. So all the examples that we put on the website are are not training. So we've put a podcast, we've put a, a TED talk, uh, there's one that's about facilitating a training course uh, for social workers. So we want to be as creative and allow you to be as creative as as possible. uh, And to see that a a conversation with the peer about a case is as good CPD as going on a day's course on neglect or reading an article is is equally as good as having to tapped through a PowerPoint presentation. Mm -hmm. So the more creative you can be, the better. And we're looking at how we can facilitate that and support you with that so it might be in the future that we we, you can attach um pictures or recordings and be you know a bit more uh we can we can actually expand the sort of portfolio uh, and we're going to again try and see if we can develop an app as well that is a little bit down the line uh, but it is something that is in our sites and we need to hear from you as much as anything about what would support you in terms of being able to uh, evidence your CPD but the more creative you can be the better and you know we're not we're not interested in the certificate that isn't the bit that we're interested we're interested in
1: high impacts on your practice. That's really interesting to hear as well and I think yeah the the opportunities in the future as well about how to make that as accessible for workers is a really exciting prospect. I, I know everyone will have their you know their own personal style and I will find again when I was sort of updating my CPD earlier I was thinking What what else do I need? We know, do I need to capture? Because it's again, it's not just about those training opportunities. And when I reflect back on the years that I've been in practice and think, what were those moments that were really key in really developing me as a practitioner and making me more sensitive, more aware? Most of those moments that jump out in my mind aren't training. <laughs> they were those visits where they were, you know, where you have either one of those lovely breakthrough moments and think, what was it that I did differently in that situation that's got this family to the the point that we're at and that you know, those lovely feelings and the warm glow that you get, but also those, you know, that complete opposite feeling of having a family that you're supporting and that you're really struggling with and you know, you've, you've got a lot of anxiety or you know that your own personal responses to maybe a particularly challenging visit that you've done or confrontation may not have actually contributed well to the situation. And you don't, you know, I always talk about the car in, t- in relation to CPD. I used to do so much reflecting in the car. You know, I would get back in the car after a visit and often just sort of um, make notes before I left. I'd be thinking about things as I was driving back. And just really mulling over those, I suppose, those emotions and what those emotions meant to me as a Mm. practitioner. And if I was leaving particularly anxious, that would signify something to me about what I needed to go and do. And I would often think about, okay, how did I do in that? And maybe what should I do differently? And it's not the sort of thing that, you know, you're sitting down writing notes about or recognising a CPD. But those opportunities are so important to make sure that you've got something to capture So I know one of the things I've spoken about before is I have a note in my phone where if I wake up in the middle of the night and I, you know, I've thought about something or, you know, I'm doing something else and I have that light bulb moment, I can make a note of it. So when I do come to sit down, I've not missed those opportunities. And I think that that will hopefully be a really positive step for this sort of shift for social workers to recognise that. And I know you also mentioned about the pandemic, which we always all, you know, keep coming around to because it has been so influential. But one of the things, again, we spoke about last year was about how no social worker won't have developed through that process. We had new policies to follow with um, PPE and with uh, virtual visits in a way that we would have never have done before. And we all had to adapt to that no matter what role we were in. But also... We will have supported each other as social workers. And again, I know that is part of the a, a CPD standard, isn't it? And about how you contribute to the learning and development of other people. And no social worker that I've ever worked with, I could say has, I've never seen them support me or somebody else. And capturing those moments, again, particularly when people are in the office of just having a coffee and saying, let's just have a talk through, you've had a difficult visit. Let me make you a cup of tea and let's talk it through. They can be really helpful learning opportunities, but I think so many of those moments will get missed. And there are so many lovely opportunities that, you know, will be really nice to hopefully come out in this new way of uh, recording CVD.
0: Definitely. And you make some really good points. One of them that struck me was that... doing something wrong can be just as good a learning experience as, as doing something right. And, and I know that, you know, learning from complaints, although it's a hard process, they can you can actually move in, in a very different direction having gone through that experience or using a tool that hasn't worked and having that conversation with somebody to say, well, what, what else could I use? Uh, so I do think we're our own worst critiques, really, critics really, uh, in terms of that, but use that and it doesn't necessarily have to be or, or always a, a positive thing. So yeah, that's uh, yeah it's something I think that, that sometimes we lose. I think just it's one of the I'm talking about different different sort of examples that we saw submitted. What struck me really, really um, profoundly was the lack of supervision being used as examples of per CPD. Very few people use that uh, as evidence. And I think that tells us something. Um I'm not sure quite what, but I think it's it, I think it's a great shame because I think supervision is such an important part of. of of the profession and i do know from my own experience that it is it is an, an opportunity to to reflect on what you do and to have have input from, from another colleague um, manager who has got may have a very different perspective and, and, and a different level of expertise and, and understanding. So I would encourage you to think about using your supervision. And I know quality can can vary, but if you if you have got a good quality supervision, that is, that is ideal to, to reflect on and to use. And actually it's probably a good thing to remind you. time you have supervision just think oh actually could i use this for my cpd Uh, and and there you go you've got you you've got an an example and 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 you can you can log it so yeah it i would like to see that being more uh, prevalent in in next year but um we will have to wait
1: and see absolutely i think also there's certainly a role for social social work managers in supporting that cpd as well isn't there? particularly in supervision That As you said, it shouldn't just all be about sort of direction. There needs to be that space for reflection. And, you know, most likely that reflection will learn to that develop, you know, contribute to that development, won't it? And Mm -hmm. I think it's not just about facilitating that, but supporting social workers, again, to recognise when they've done that. again when I think back to my years in practice and the you know the hours I would disappear into a a room for supervision usually with a really big pile of snacks and my manager would decide how well the supervision had gone depending on how many of the snacks I'd eaten my way through you you talk through your you make sense of the families and the the people that you're working with and how your relationship is going with them that that's all the stuff you work through in supervision isn't it and again, I think, you know, as a manager, being able to help a social worker identify that they've done that and say, you know, that, that CPD, let's make sure you get that on your record, again, could hopefully really help that shift in thinking, as well as that CPD for the managers that obviously they will have to do as well, of yep. how they can use the support that they give social workers as their own CPD. And I've been looking today at our social work organisational resilience tool, which really looks at promoting resilience on an organizational level rather than it having to be on the individual responsibility of social workers and that has got lots of really excellent tools in for so, for social work managers about how they can look for things like the, the sparkling moments of practice and, and bring out the learning of those successes in practice as well as supporting workers to not work too hard you know not be in the office when they shouldn't be and you know and, and have that work-life balance so that when they are there at work they are being the best social worker that they can be and I think that's self-care is something that can be really easily overlooked particularly in social work but and I know it was something that we've sort of reflected on previously about if you're actually being able to take that step back and look after yourself and look after your staff that's going to have that positive contribution And that, again, will hopefully support the people that work with social workers and there can be really positive learning there, which again, going back to the pandemic, we've all had to learn those responses of we might be at home, we might have our laptops at home, but we still need those boundaries. And I can certainly say that I still have had to sort of pull myself up on some of those things as well. But I think that aspect's really important for both social workers and managers to think about as well, isn't it? Yes, Absolutely. And that is something that we are
0: thinking about. We're just uh, planning our social work week for next year and and trying to get some of the what are the really key current things that we need to you know think about and what does the sector want and certainly that whole you know caring and being self-care and and uh, that has been I think brought into sharp attention during COVID and, and the pandemic and 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 just really valuing the profession and, and the best way to do that
1: so yes yeah, that is a really important element so what do social workers need to know then um, about the social work registration process that's just opened? So the deadline is the 30th of November each year, isn't it? So we've yep. got a, we've got some time still, but again, we don't want the social workers to leave it to last minute. Is everything the same as last year or is there anything that people need to do differently this year?
0: no it's absolutely the same as last year uh, you you can start to renew from well first of september so it's 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 opened up and we'd really encourage you to to do that sooner rather than later if you've got a piece of cpd uh, logged and you're ready to roll, go and do it. You can continue to add CPD even though you have renewed and you can alter the piece that you've already submitted. So don't think if you press that submit button, that's it and you can't go back to it. If you know, you can add to it and you can alter the, the one that's already or, or submitted if you're not happy with it. So that, it is a really simple process. I will give you a little bit of a heads up the employment field, when you go in to do your renewal, the employment field uh, flags up red because we're asking for social workers now to add the area of social work that they're working in. We only need one year of, of your employment. And the redness is because you need to put in the field of social work that you're working in, because that'll really help us. And we're gonna have a lot better data about the split between adults, children, NHS, independent, etc. So, same as before, you will submit your, your renewal, and you, you. I think the the um, payment will go out in October if you set up a direct debit. So it's it just flags up saying that it's it's partially complete. Once the direct debit goes out, then the the renewal is done completely and you will know on the 1st of December whether you have been uh, renewed successfully. We can't tell you immediately because it might be that you've got a self-referral issue in there or you're going to be selected for your CPD. So we'd have to go through that review process before we would um, finally uh, get you back on the register but uh, we will let you know if you're part of the renew uh, the review process and an the email would come out to you on the first and uh, if you are selected for a review panic not uh, because you do don't have to do anything uh, you're just you just selected and once the reviewers have looked at your your CPD they will let you know whether it's been accepted or that you will be given advice so it's all exactly the same as last year what we on, it's quite it's quite interesting. Uh, we saw a huge spike in November. Well, not surprising. So, uh, most of the CPD that was submitted was submitted in November. But when we looked at that, the quality of that CPD was not as good as the quality and that stands to reason people who were maybe doing it a bit last minute um didn't take as much time um, as they could have done so it is about that getting into a bit of a uh, uh, just get into a bit of a habit of just four pieces although you are required to only submit one so if you submit one that's absolutely fine but four pieces we're saying is a good practice And it does lead you down to a bit of a a road of of, of better quality and better thinking. And it takes us away from that whole tick box process and doing it just to get your registration renewed. Next year, we've got some interesting developments. We we went out to to consultation uh, for the changes in our CPD process and and expectations and requirements, and we got a really good um, engagement with the sector, people with very strong views about what we were proposing, and just very briefly we were proposing that we were going to expect social workers to uh, to submit two pieces of CPD rather than one piece, that there would be a peer discussion uh, on your CPD, and the third thing that, that we have consulted on is that that we would introduce a theme that would, would sit across all social work professions. So that could be something like um, equality, diversity and inclusion, or it could be a uh, Uh, you know safeguarding or something that everybody could um could could sign up to so that has gone to our ELT and we have agreed what the um what the proposals will be for next year but we're not going to announce those till December because we don't want to confuse people so if we started to tell everybody you know what they were then say well is it this year is it not so I think Pretty much, I can tell you that it will be two pieces of CPD, but I think that that will be an expectation. And I think a really a really sensible proposal around peer reflection and, again, a sensible proposal about um, the theme. We're also um, streamlining the forms. So we're not going to have an unstructured and structured form. We're going to put it into one so that you can make it into a structured form if you want. So you tick the, I don't know, 4.3 and the box will open. So, so you're not going to have that, that, you know, the two, the two different ones. And that will be a lot better. And it also you'll have a bar across the top saying how much you've completed of it. So it'll be a bit more user friendly. And we've got some changes coming around the review process because what the feedback or the consultation said was, so when we got the feedback was that, well, why wait another year if your CPD needed to have, you needed to have advice, you know, that needed to come sooner rather than a year later. So we've got uh, we've got a really good, I think, a way forward for that. So some some I think really good things uh, that will I support you as practitioners, that, but that won't add too much more in terms of um you know on already very tired and and worn out and busy social workers so i don't think it will uh, well hopefully uh, you know it you will see and um, the rationale and understand uh, why we've done that and i think it will be a, a, a really good thing but for this year it's exactly the same uh, and uh, just to encourage you to to do, to do it now rather than than wait to 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 the, the very last minute uh, and it does make you feel quite good. I, I have left mine a little bit late, but I have done it. But when I did it, I thought, yeah, that was fine. I'm glad I've done that. now, <laughs> And I will do another piece. So
1: uh, yeah, it, it is well worth just just getting it done. Yeah, definitely. And I think there was, Certainly something about that feeling of knowing it's done and that yes. even if you get picked, you just go, okay, I don't oh. need to worry about it, which again is such a a positive shift, I think, from any of those workers who got it picked within that two and a half percent in you know, oh. in, under the HCPC, wasn't yeah. it? So um that's really helpful. Thank you. So finally, have you got any top tips then for social workers that are starting to think about CPD and making sure that they're they're doing what they need to? What advice would you give them?
0: First of all I would advise you to to look at the examples they're really good and um I've learned from them and they are you know when you look at them you think yeah um, I can absolutely do this so that's a really really good thing another thing is is to to really I think ask yourself what is it I need what what is it what can I demonstrate and don't try and be too grand about it if you if you've watched a, a really good program on television or you've you've looked at you know so much going on around Afghanistan now and you know asylum seekers how we in the social work world respond to that if you're living in Kent or if you're going if you're you know with with the refugees and migrants there's a huge sort of uh, narrative going on that we interpret I think differently through our professional eyes use those examples uh talking to your colleagues I think Hannah was talking about that you know how many times has somebody said well let's just talk through this and have a cup of tea that's professional support and development and and, and gold dust isn't it it's that those moments that you think yep. Yeah, I really I really get this now. And as I say, don't don't tangle yourself up in things like the certificates and agonizing did i do that training on the 5th of october or was it the 6th we don't care as long as the date is in this registration year and it's relevant to your practice and it has made a difference that's what we're interested in we're not going to be cross referencing did you really go to that training or did you really listen to the podcast at you know in february and it wasn't march that that really isn't the point of it so all those those details are are less important or not important at all compared to what we're looking for, which is the the, the real meat of it in terms of um, of of the impact and the very the variation of, of things that you can do and, and how we learn as, as a profession, so that we can take that away and use it um, to 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 build a stronger, better and and more uh,
1: resilient profession. I think. That's great. Thank you so much. That's really helpful. Um, so thank you for your time today. Uh, so just to remind everyone that if you've got a research in practice account, be that through your organization with full membership or even just through the, uh, the open access resources, you'll be able to record your CPD on the My CPD function. Anything that you've used and as Catherine has spoken about anything that has been really influential and beneficial for your practice and has supported your development there's a um, we've got videos on this and we've we've got um, lots of uh, other resources and blogs and guidance coming out as well make sure that you remember to pull that across into your CPD record and add those reflections to, you know say why it was helpful what the benefit was and how it has contributed and then you will you will be able to upload that onto the Social Work England website. We'll put all the links on our website for all of these things as well. Um, and, you know, we've obviously got lots of different resources in terms of other podcasts. We have webinars, both live and recorded, all of our resources. So we've got lots of different ways that we can support your CPD. And if you do have any questions, please get in contact with us as well. And I just want to say another thank you, uh, Catherine. It's been lovely to speak to you. And I am—I really look forward to hearing how the uh, this second year has gone and what the changes will be in the next year as well. Thanks ever so much, Hannah. And I'm a big supporter of uh, research in practice. So, yeah, uh, amazing
0: resources. Um, I've used it all my professional life. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's great.
1: Um, so, but, yeah, it's lovely, lovely to, to chat to you. Great. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for listening to this Research in Practice podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Why not share with your colleagues and let us know your thoughts on Twitter. Tweet us at ResearchIP.